Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, Luca speaks with Monique Mondragon, sales manager at Shopware, about setting goals and the value of building relationships before getting a sale. He's joined once again by Scott Palava of Lonsdale Auto Works, and since this was recorded live at the Tools Conference, I chime in a few times with a comment or two through YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, about half of our views are from people that are not subscribed, so if you like what you hear, a sub would be awesome. We have a ton of new content planned for next year, so stay tuned for that. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you have it set to automatically download the latest episode so you never miss an upload. And now, here we go. There goes Scott getting on his telephone. I was gonna, I was gonna pull it up live so I can see if anybody's commenting. I can see if they're commenting right here. Oh, oh great! Because well, live because David was always making those comments about other people commenting. You never did. I can so see I, that, right? Oh, you know that, right? Okay. Like I can see it right here. Okay, you'll be okay. All right. Well, I fine. promise you'll survive. Oh, I, I'll be fine. And we've been live for the last like five minutes, so it's yeah. cool. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you haven't even told me. That's the thing. That's well, why. Of course, this is like <laughs> this is what we do. This is like an organic podcast. We talk about whatever comes to mind. So okay. Well, thanks. Okay. Now you've got to say your name because I cannot get it out in one full. Like I have to stop and like think about am I saying it right? The whole nine yards. It's okay. I'm Monique Mondragon. See, and now you know why I don't say it. Um, <laughs> and you all know Scott Palava. You two haven't met yet, right? Nope. Not no. Today. Okay, yeah, so Monique is like one of my really close friends, mm-hmm. and she works at Shopware. And so she solves all my Shopware problems, and she helps all their ASOG members with Shopware problems. So she's like, or at least I really try hard. Absolutely, you do a really good job. Oh, thank you. You really do. You've saved my butt more than once. Yeah, well, I sure hope I have. And you've, it's really you've equally saved my butt a few times. <laughs> well, see, here's what's funny is like I keep doing these things, and I'm like, Monique, this doesn't work right, and she's like, um. Hey, Lucas, that's not how it's supposed to work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, this isn't Lucas's custom. Software. Yeah, no, she's like, hey, do this. Oh, shit. That works like that. Huh. <laughs> that's I right. I never guessed. I would have never guessed. But he's very open. He's very open to feedback. Yeah, he, so. he's, yeah. he's come out. <laughs> I'm not wearing a pink tie no, or a pink you're, shirt. No, you're not wearing pink today. Oh. <laughs> Man. It's not lavender either. All right. No, that's blue, bro. That's blue. And it looks very nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. See, at least someone here is giving me a compliment. We went went over to the – well, I did last night. We went to the bar. They were already there, and I walked in, and the hostess said, you know, 
can I help you? I said, I'm here with the guy who's overdressed. And she goes, he's right over there. Oh exactly. My See, that's just how we roll. <laughs> At least someone recognizes. You are the only one here in a suit. Yeah. Well, this is a sports coat. Thank you. Okay. But you still look nice. Well, so it's okay. You. you stand out. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what you're trying to do, right? Exactly. And you know why? why? Like, you know the whole point behind that? Mike why? Allen and I had a conversation about this years ago. What? And what the it? reality is, is that if we want to be seen differently as an industry, we have to act and dress and be different, Absolutely. right? And so it starts somewhere, right? And and so one of the things I think about when I go to a show like this is I think about all these other people walking in and they see us. So one of the things you always hear from, from the general public is, is, oh, mechanics are dirty and they're greasy and they're this and they're that. I want to make sure that when we walk through these doors, that's not what they see. That's not what they think. That's not what they, right? That's not the reception that they get from us. And it's good that you're sharing this now because you've been doing it for a long time and we just thought you were pompous. Oh, I am pompous. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. so, you should know that too. I mean, I, that's pretty given. You had actually told me this a while back and yeah. I think it's great. You're leading that way. You're showing others to change and make a difference well, and somebody you. has to start it, right? Exactly. And this dude doesn't listen to me because I told him years ago why we do this. You know, and David, yeah. the, the reality is, is David is worried. He keeps coming in here and like, so if you watch... You'll see him occasionally move his laptop. And he's like, I'm covering the pudge, man. I can't wear dress shirts. I can't do that. I'm covering totally the pudge. You totally can. You totally can. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I want to talk to you about is is relationship. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Because one of the things you do amazingly well is you're not selling software. Right? Mm -hmm. You're having a relationship with people. And That's we've right. talked about this. Is it's not about, hey, I'm going to sell you something. It's like, hey, let's let's be friends. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what I have to offer. Let's talk about the product. If it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. Cool, whatever, right? Yes. No, that's absolutely right. I just really want to inform folks. Right. Um, and to your point, create a relationship because when at the point that they're ready, right. if you make them informed and you have that relationship, they're going to come to you and they're just – they're going to say, hey – I know what you have. And then they're very honest about it too, because, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of different products and, and I want them to go make an informed decision, yeah. look at my product and other products and, and determined that shopware is the best for them. Right. Well, so like the reason that I use shopware mm -hmm. is not because I thought it was the best at the time, or I thought it was this or thought it was that, or it was because it had all these cool features. It was because I had a relationship with you guys. Absolutely. I knew who you were, and I knew if I needed something, I had people to support me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's important to me. And and I think when we look at our shops, it's very much the same thing because we believe in being advocates, right? Absolutely. We're we're not just over here fixing your car and telling you all you need all these things. It's our job. You know, Rick always says, I'm putting my good housekeeping seal of approval on the car before it goes out the door. Yep. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. We have a relationship with these people. It's not about selling something. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Something, And I think especially when folks come to these shows, one of the things that they think about is, oh, well, you know, they're going to try and sell me something. 
No, it's about having a relationship and finding friends and finding people to network and work with. That's right. Because right? I'm equally as concerned about the success of your business as yeah. you are concerned about the success yeah, of your business. Yeah, and I mean, like, like people correct. that don't know you may say, oh, she's just saying that. No, I, 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 mm-hmm. Look at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. She means that. She's not just saying that. Right? Absolutely. I'm still I'm still training your service advisors when you get yeah. new ones. Absolutely. <laughs> to this day. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and not just <laughs> – like what's cool about that is not just training them on on the software, sharing your personal experience with auto repair and sharing how you feel about the way things go and like the flow and like, oh, like we the last one you trained, you were like, hey, you changed your process. I need to understand your process again. That's Dude, exactly right. That's huge. That's really important. And and so because a understanding that someone's process is not the same as as the next person down the road, mm-hmm. and and not having um, I want to say this carefully. When we have a SMS software, mm-hmm. right, it can be very very easy to try and fall into their process, which doesn't work for your shop, or it's very very easy to try and create your own process. And if you don't have an advocate with that company. They can help you blend those two together and recognize like it's not one way or the other way. We went through that same thing uh, a few years back. We were with another company and it was very much um, we had to create so many workarounds and because they didn't want to, I don't want to say conform, but they they didn't want to listen to any feedback. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, hey, if you guys could do this and this, it would make the world so much better. And there was a users group where people were talking about what they wanted. Like, nope, we're not doing that. It was, this is what, this is what you're getting. And then everybody starts doing their workarounds and then they go in to make a change and all your workarounds are yeah. completely destroyed. Yeah. And it was, it was very frustrating because it was just, it was, there, there wasn't a relationship there. It was just yeah. pretty much you bought a product, make it work. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. You know, our customers are our biggest advocates and right. it's really important to make them happy. It's really important to make sure that they, they are successful in using your program because if they're only using a portion of it or not correctly, then they're not going to get the most value out of it. Yeah. And then you're not delivering on what you told them initially. And right. that's really important to deliver on what you promise someone. Exactly. So a while back we had a talk mm-hmm. and we talked about core values. Remember that? We have a lot of talks. but We do. We do. But, but I don't remember that actually. But we, we were talking about values and doing the right thing and what values do you want to impart in other human beings and what is the perspective yes, you want to bring. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about like what your core values are, what you hope to achieve through what you're doing. Because, you know, one of the things that Rick is, Rick is my coach, right? We all know that. And, and the hardest thing for me to, to fathom mm-hmm. in our in that role as his, him as my coach and me as, as the one being mentored was he kept saying like, what's your destination? What legacy do you want to leave? What do you want to leave behind when you're gone? Because none of this really matters mm-hmm. if you don't have that. And like, it took me years. I'm not talking about like six months. I'm not talking about, you know, and he just kept harping on him. I'm like, dude, would you just shut up already? Like, I'm just I, trying to run my business and make, you know, right. support my family and everything else. And, and now I realize, like, that's really important. So you shared some of those things with me. Tell me about that. Like, I don't remember the exact things I told you, but me personally, if I know anything that I'm talking about when it comes to values, I really talk about integrity, yeah. uh, doing the right thing, when, especially when no one is looking. But again, really to help people in general and yeah. to help shops, right. to help <clears throat> my peers, my coworkers, to help the industry. Because, you know, it's really sad when someone doesn't make it, when someone has to close their doors or they're not making money. And because, you know, especially if they're using your product and they they don't succeed, you know, what could I have done better? Um, Right. That little bit of guilt or a little bit of like, ah. Could I have taken more time with this person to help them truly understand not only what my product itself does, but if there's some wisdom I can can impart on being a part of the industry for the last 10 years, then, you know, I'm happy to do so because just like, um, you know, any one of us here, you see someone in need and our instinct is to want to help. Right. Exactly. Anybody fail. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it happens. Let's be real about it. It happens. It really does. 
But, you know, and I mean, I, I think that it's so easy to somewhat get sidetracked and, and we get so focused. Like some some companies that, that are vendors get so focused on, on the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like we see shops do this all the time. They get so hyper-focused on the numbers. They get so hyper-focused on one aspect of the business. They lose complete sight of, of why they do what they do. Right. Yes. And that is so important. That is so, so, um, it is such a fatal mistake. Yes. Because if you do that, right, not only have you lost sight of your client, you've lost sight of your employees, you've lost sight of all the other factors. And if the number is the only metric that we have to determine success, man, right? We're in, (laughs) we're in like really bad shape. Yes. No, absolutely. So, you know, I I think that's crazy to to think about that. There's not just software companies, but there's shops, there's, there's training companies. And it's the metric of how many pieces of this did you sell? How many people did you retain? How much, you know, and it's so easy to lose focus of, of the real end goal, what we're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. You have to, you have to make friends of some of your customers so that way you can truly understand what's going on, uh, how you improve and what you're not delivering by, I mean, we all have to focus on numbers, right? Of course. Yeah. To a small point. But I think that when, when you really become friends, like we have, it's, you, I learn from you. I right. learn from what we're not doing correct or what I'm not doing correct or what we could do better. Right. And that's really important. Well, and, and so one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on the show is because you kind of took that head role mm-hmm. of, of the sales team, if you will. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's such a unique experience compared to what you get anywhere else with any other sales team. Right. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about that because it, it it's, your your philosophy is based on relationship. It's not based on the number first. That's right. Right? So we make sure that we understand the person that we're talking to. We ask a lot of initial questions because just like when I'm training your advisors, I'm asking you, what's your new process? Did anything right. change? Because one one demonstration of our product doesn't fit all. Right. right. So you have to understand their their needs. And then we're 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 people. And so when I'm when I'm teaching my team that, hey, we can't we can't treat them like they're just a number and yeah. move on to the next. You have to really understand what drives them. And right. it's not always just the shop itself. Sometimes they want to be home with their family and they yeah. don't have enough time to do that. Sometimes they they would love to not work every single night or on the weekends or right. you know, when you're starting up, you're you're you I don't even know. You could probably tell me better how many hours you put into it when you first started, right? right? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And and probably sacrificed a lot of your own personal hobbies or family time and that's Right we really just need to find out outside of the business itself, what personally would you like to achieve? Right. And so when you ask them that, then you find out more about them personally. Right. So that's what my team's doing. We're really trying to understand the needs of, of the shop beyond just the shop. Right. Well, and, and I think the, I think the SMS provider role, especially when it comes to what you guys do out here on the front line is really important Mm -hmm. because we've got a lot of shops. I mean, that's what ASOC's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or make them feel bad. Um, <laughs> we got a lot of shops who need some help, right? And Absolutely. sometimes when you have a relationship with them, your role can be give them that little nudge. Yeah. Hey, I see something. Yes. I need to talk about this. I know it's uncomfortable. I know we don't want to talk about it, but we need to talk about Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And, and that's really important. You yeah. Know? And, and the fact that you guys have enough courage to do that, um, David Roman asked a question. He wants to know who's the lump on the left and looking in the camera, there's only one person on the left. Oh, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) it's not very nice. (laughs) Hey, David, I just want you to know, I heard last night, um, he's, he's got, Scott wasn't here at the time we discussed this morning and, um, and it turns out that um, he went to the hospitality suite last night. So, thanks, Scott. I know I can depend on. Show yeah. off those meatballs, he says. Hold up your hands. 
<laughs> How come you didn't go to the the quiz? Uh, not the quiz, the trivia night. Listen, you don't. Uh, you, hold up, hold up. We're not. We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna talk about that. Tim Morlock from Redding, California, is here. So that's pretty oh. cool. Hello. Wait. There. Yeah, you can look right here, right here. Here's the camera. Yeah. Um, There's so many cameras, I'm not sure which I one I should be looking at. So um, it's like a fun house of mirrors. Which, which way do that's I really right. go? Yeah, David just says when when uh, Scott holds his hands up, they're as big as Monique in the camera. So <laughs> they really, they really are. You know, I have a Great Dane who is way bigger than me too, and her paws are almost like as big as me. So, yeah, so what's her you're name? Just, you're just the Great Dane. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need to He's make, quite sure, the... make sure that gets uh, recorded. I need that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm recording it three I, different that, ways. That, that one I need to share with my wife. <laughs> right? Great Dane. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely a Dane, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I, I, I appreciate the fact you guys have the courage to stand up and say the things that need to be said. Yes, absolutely. We have to help one another. That's what right. it boils down to. Yeah. And if you see an area that you can help. You know, right. do it. Exactly. And, and you know, so um, kind of going back to that, one of the things that, that we hear from shop owners or SMS companies are notoriously pushy, right? And mm-hmm. so one of the last events we went to, there was there was a company that was like hardcore. You, you remember this? There was a group of chat messages going around talking about one particular company. And I think it was an SMS company. Not okay. any of the, yeah. the normal ones, but they were super pushy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like hardcore pushy mm-hmm. and emails and telephone calls, like back mm-hmm. to back to back and like really aggressive. Yep. And they were telling fibs to try and get people to like them more. And oh, that's all this fun. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the unique things about shopware is it's never – been that and so i I guess the message that i want to send to our shop owners is is that it doesn't you don't have to be pushy in sales you don't have to even be a salesperson to be successful Mm -hmm. you have to do what's right that's right you have to help people and that's really so so i guess that's why i connect with you guys so well is because they follow our vision of what the industry is supposed to look like. We're supposed to be those dudes that lied to Dutch. Yes, David, those dudes that lied to Dutch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't lie to Dutch. You, yeah. It will come back to haunt you forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, that I think is so important is that as advocates, not just for shops, but as our clients, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Being there for them, supporting them. And doing what's right, like you said, mm-hmm. is our key motivation behind what we do. And that can be successful, too. High-pressure sales, yeah, it can be successful. It's been done for years. Because it pushes the numbers. It, right. We get back to that. Yeah. Well, if all you're looking at is the numbers, high-pressure sales work. That's it. But you you just need- have to take the right approach, and everything else lines up. Right. Those Those folks who, you know have this experience, you don't have to give into it. You don't have to give into someone who's banging yeah. your door down. You just, you find what's right for you. And, you know, I, I resonate with, <clears throat> I had read something once and I'm not going to get the exact quote right, but it basically said, successful people don't follow other people. They don't. They go and they find their own crowd. They find how they become successful and then they get others to join them. Yes. So you're, you're not going to follow folks just because they're doing it. You need to find what's right for you. Is this not only right for what's right now, but is this also something that in 10, 20, 30 years, something that's going to be right then as well? Exactly. And, and you know, what's really interesting about that is Tony Robbins said something one time, and I'll never forget this, and I'm going back and look for the video since, and I can't find it. But he was speaking live, mm-hmm. and he says um, he was talking about a very, very wealthy woman. She was a celebrity, and she had lots of money. Mm-hmm. She had everything in the world she could ever want, right? She had the house with the white picket fence. She had the wonderful husband. She had money. She had, she had, she had, she had. And he said all of her friends came to him and said, she is terribly depressed. We're really worried about her. And so he went and he talked to her and, and what it came down to was, is that she had a vision of what success looked like in her head. And it meant that she would have three to four kids and that wasn't possible. 
And it was late in life, and it was really clear that this wasn't going to happen. And he said, we have to redefine our success. Mm -hmm. We have to redefine what our dream, what our vision is, because the reality is in life, there are challenges. There are things that are going to happen. Boys, it moves. Yeah. Right? And if we're not responsible for setting up and defining what success is, we can go through life for years and never find success. That's exactly right. Right? We've got to define what that is. And I think, you know, looking back now, here I am four or five years later, I'm looking back and I'm thinking about that time where Rick pushed me so hard to find your vision, to find your destination, to find what success is. The reason it's so hard is, man, it's tough to really do that self-reflection and slow down and think about what is success. <clears throat> But it's the most important thing you'll ever do in your own personal life is to define success. Absolutely. Right? What's success for you, Monique? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me a question that wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's way off the rails. (laughs) Difficult to answer. Yes, yes, I was. Um, Really, for me, success is happiness. And that that doesn't come back to money. That doesn't come back to material things, it comes back to what I'm leaving in this world. And so, you know, I often tell my team, the way to make people remember you is to make yourself unforgettable, right? So I want to make sure that when people think about me, they think about exactly what I said, integrity, you know, kindness. Um, And not only that, but my children, right? I want them to be the same way because after I'm gone, they're going to be in this world. And if I leave a ticking time bomb, then, you know, that's going to explode for someone else. So yeah. for me, success is just happiness and really my legacy of what, how people remember me. Yeah. Scott, what about you? What's Nobody success? cares what I want. <laughs> well, I mean, I, we all knew that yeah, already. Yeah. You didn't have to even say it, but. Well, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I say it a lot because people ask me all the time about, you know, ASOG, even when I'm, uh, you know, out at these booths and stuff like that. You know, if I died tomorrow, I'd know I made a difference in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of things. Um, I've been in several different industries. Um, I was a, you know, scout leader for 16 years. I'm the, you know, parent of two Eagle Scouts, one of the first girl Eagle Scouts. That kind of stuff, it's, you know, it's a huge thing for them, but it's a huge thing for me. And, uh, I like the idea that I will be remembered for, you know, not just my kids, but all the other scouts. I, I, I'm constantly being told what a great, uh, uh, you know, great leader I was, but I feel better about what the, you know, that, that they were not only be a leader, but also a role model in many cases. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> that's critical because a lot of boys, girls nowadays mm-hmm. don't really have a father. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, well, they have obviously, yes, but, but not someone in, in, not their life. in their life. Yep. And so, um, you know, being a ro- role yeah. model is, is a really good and inspirational yeah. things for many other people yeah. who can, who can go do that. And, and, yeah. you know, you are a good father. You can go help other kids who, mm-hmm. who don't have their fathers around. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And same thing. Great with work. A- thank you. Same thing with ASOG. It's, you know, people ask, you know, why do you do it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't make any money. It's, this isn't about, right. a f- you know, how do you – I love helping people. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if it's just one person. Yeah. Even just, if it just changes yeah. the life of yeah. one person. That's yeah. huge. And it's it's almost like a drug because I come to these events and, you know, you know, I've, of course, everybody wants Lucas and David's autographs and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the glossy photos and all that. But I get – Y'all ain't buying this, right? <laughs> you don't – Y'all know that already. Yeah. But uh, I get the uh, – my drug is the the chills I get when people go, thank you for doing what you've done. You 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 helped us so much. You changed our business. You know, you saved our marriage, our, you know, livelihood, yeah. whatever. I get goosebumps. I'm getting it right now. Uh, every time that happens. And, uh, well, that, and that's my drug. You know, you're – you told it's that a good st- drug to have yeah. and to be using for sure. You you uh, <laughs> you told me that story that time, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard this. Remember, we were watching the video where you hit your head on the on the road and about got your noggin oh, yeah, yeah, knocked yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, um, and so you were. <laughs> David says Scott's goal is less drama. I'm imposing that on him. <laughs> um, uh, Thank you. 
you know, when you're talking, our view count goes down. I don't know what's up. With that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so one of the one of the things that I often think back about um, as a dad is you you told me something, and I don't know if you recognized how impactful it was for me. You said that that next day you walked home, you walked in the house, and mm-hmm. you realized that your child had grown up. You didn't oh, know who yeah. that was standing at the freezer. Yep. You know, this, yep. this man standing there with hairy legs and you're like, who the hell are you? Yeah. When I started the shop, my son was four. Yeah. He's 22 now. Oh. I was so concentrated on building the shop, trying to be the professional, always be available to my customers. I missed my children's childhood. And yeah. I, I walked up, I walked in the door and I walked up the stairs and the refrigerator was door, door was open and I saw a man standing in my kitchen and I looked and I went, who's this guy, you know, in my house? And he closed the refrigerator and it was my son. And I, I looked at him, what happened? I mean, people say they grow up fast. If you're not there, they grow up really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly my point earlier is it's not just about the shop goal. No, that's, that's a small piece of it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just an added benefit. The personal gain is, is really Mm -hmm. where it's at. In 2011, that's when I got that, uh, took that hit to the head and was almost killed on the interstate on a, right. in a on a tow tow call. David, find that video and post it in the uh, yeah. post it in the comments. And uh, when I when that happened, uh, I was I was laying on the interstate waiting to get run over by a semi, and three <laughs> things went through my head. My wife's going to be pissed. My kids are going to be sad, and this is going to hurt. <laughs> right? I mean, it was balsam hair. It, it, I'm it not was, sure it's ever grown back. No, 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 no. And uh, I pre- I prepared to die. Oh, and when on. I when I realized that I'd been spared, yeah. I looked up. I went. I got to get out of the middle of the road. And uh, I decided at that point, I read it, started to refocus on what was important to me, because uh, you know. I was out there trying to, I was chasing a buck and yeah. ultimately that call never made me any money. The guy didn't have any insurance. <sighs> I, d- I yeah. almost died for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I think we, we look back through our life and we see scenario after scenario after scenario like that. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett and you listen to a lot of the things he says, right? And it, it, there, there's one in particular video. If you've not, if you've not ever heard it, they ask him what, the best advice he'd ever been given was. And he said there were two things. And he said the first one was never given to him. He said it was shown to him. And I thought, that's interesting. And Warren Buffett said it was unconditional love. My dad showed me unconditional love. And he said it wasn't uncritical. It was unconditional. He said, I believe if you can give your children that, you're 90% of the way home as a parent. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. And And now the next one he said, I'll, I'll never forget it. He said, um, he said, and the second thing is, is he said, I had someone and he named who it was. He said, told him, you reserve the right to tell him to go to hell. You can tell him tomorrow, <laughs> right? You don't have to tell him today. <clears throat> Sleep on it and see if you feel the same way tomorrow. And I think we're, we're in such a rush to make decisions. We're in such a rush. And I mean, you see it, we, we see it with buying service and people trying to get their car fixed right now and making bad decisions mm-hmm. because of that you see it because they just have to make a decision with shop software or make a decision with whatever want to know right now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We see it actually because it, which is very surprising to me. Um, because you have both had shops. So, you know, if somebody came to your shop and you told them the price of a water pump was X dollars and they said, oh, you know, so-and-so is going to do it down the road for less, Mm -hmm. half, right? Yep. Short-sighted. You would never say, oh, okay, let me, let me go ahead and bring my price down to X dollars. No, you're going to say, go over there, get it fixed. When you need it fixed again, bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Right. That's what we find is shop owners, which is very surprising, are running to get the cheapest software, the Mm -hmm. cheapest price. And in my mind, every time while I'm not telling them that, I'm thinking, you would not do that to your customer. There's no way a shop owner can do that. And that's not, it's not fair to the shop management system provider. It's not fair to yourself. It's yeah. not fair to our industry because we don't want them doing it to us, us being y'all. 
why would you do it to the shop management system? That, that's something that drives me nuts because we, in, in ASOG and, and industry-wide, we're always yeah. talking about giving our customers the best value. Why we're trying to tell them, yeah, we might be more expensive than yeah. the guy down the street, but we're your best value. Yes. And then I see on on our on our uh, discussions, people are like, you know, what's the cheapest uniform company? What you know, beat up your yeah. vendors for the best price and blah blah. Yeah. You know what? I pay more for my parts. But I know I'm going to get good service. Yes, you know yep. they they will drive the 12 miles from yep. my shop or to my shop to deliver me a 30 cent clip, and they'll do it in 20 minutes. Well, yes, you know we we did a we did a video a while back talking about credit card fees, mm-hmm. and Rick said you're asking a five dollar question instead of a fifty thousand dollar question. You're asking the wrong question. You're focusing on the wrong thing, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And and so we're also worried about that extra credit card percent. We're so worried about that money that we're spending. And I'm not saying that expenses aren't important. Oh, yeah. But yeah. we need to focus on, on growth. We need to focus on revenue, right? That's our mm-hmm. responsibility. And, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. We talked about it. I think it was David and I talking about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. The cheapest price is not offering the best product. No. You can't care for the client if you're the cheapest. No. Right? I mean, right. you're not getting the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, anybody that, that doesn't see that, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's SMS. It doesn't matter if it's car parts. It doesn't matter what it is. If your primary focus is price, your satisfaction level is going to be low. I can go buy cheap stuff on Amazon all day mm-hmm. long. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a qu- good quality product. That's right. I should at least know that. Yeah. But these guys get on here. They say that. I just want the cheapest. I want the cheapest. I want the cheapest. This damn thing doesn't do what you want it to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm picturing uh, him in a diaper right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, please don't. There is He's a the whole boss different. Baby. Yeah, boss, there is, baby. boss baby. <laughs> Listen, there is a whole different subculture of that. I, <laughs> Cookies are for closers. Yes. Yes. Well, look, look, I, you, you, did you come to Rat? You didn't come to Ratchet. I didn't. Wrench. Yes. Okay. Uh, we, we would love to be at Ratchet and Wrench, but we did not come to Ratchet and Wrench, unfortunately. Chris is going to kill me for telling this story. It's probably Bryce that's going to kill me because it was all Bryce's <laughs> idea to schedule Ratchet and Wrench at the exact same time as a furry conference. Oh my mm. God. I heard about that. I see. I saw pictures and I didn't really understand before this, obviously this event, 100% what a furry was. Oh, and I got- You have been I, enlightened. I, yes, I have been enlightened. <laughs> absolutely. And now I'm actually very- Interested in becoming one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, yeah, call me, refer to me as Fox Den. That's my new name. <laughs> Likey. Um, so uh, David says, you're creepy, Scott. Um, heard that? I had a penny for every time I heard that. <laughs> know, right? <laughs> Peripheral. Peripheral. <laughs> um, so- David is going to kill me for this. Um, <laughs> why did you do that? Listen, of all the things, David, of all <laughs> the things that you've done, I get a few missteps from time to time. Um, <laughs> you know, it just is. Uh, I thought he was going to just leave us alone today. No, no, he's going to just sit No, there. David never – listen, I – my phone's going to be going off. I'm going to be getting text messages. He's commenting in the live stream. David never leaves anyone alone. That's just not who David you, is. You know, though, so David's been using shopware for a really long yeah. time. And uh, up till maybe about a couple years ago, I had never actually heard him speak. Like, I just didn't you think. You were so lucky. I know. And so <laughs> I even mentioned it to you and to him. But he is not afraid to type away. No, he's not. <laughs> He's not old Tom Jode over there. Yeah, the keyboard ta- commando. Yeah. I know. The 101st Chairborne Division. Exactly. I, I think he had sent like four emails in a row one time so quickly. I'm like, I think those are, that's the most words I've ever got from him before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? If you sent him something back, you would just get a response and it would be four letters. TLDR. Too long. Didn't read. I guarantee it. I can promise you. Right? I don't think so. I don't think I respond very long. <laughs> Listen, if it's more than three or four words, you're probably like over his limit because I'm serious. If you go back and watch the videos and he's telling me I'm getting off the plane. Um, (laughs) If you go back and watch the videos, like you'll be talking to him and all of a sudden you'll just see him drift off. Right. (laughs) 
he's like gets dripping. Up, walks out. Yeah, he's drifting off in the other direction. We'll be doing a he's podcast. Answering an email or something. If you hear a podcast where David doesn't talk, mm-hmm. it's it's very simple. David has become distracted. He muted his microphone and he's off over here like messing with something. Playing Call of Duty. Like it just it's David, right? That's just who he is. That's so funny. A true dad, he says. Yes, we know. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, back to what we were talking about. And, the furries? Oh, yes. <laughs> as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. We'll go back to the furries. Okay. A couple things. It was hot in Minneapolis, right? It, it was. was. It was it pretty was. hot. Yep. It become apparent. It became apparent. Became apparent mm-hmm. very, very quickly that those suits must have been hot. Because it was stinky. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, you get stuck in an elevator with, like, six or seven of those. And, like, uh, it, I think I guess it's um, who I, I'm not even going to name all the people that were on the elevator. But seeing PJ's face on the elevator with these people and PJ's like. <laughs> you know, he's a big guy. I mean, he you could tell he was nervous. I mean, he he felt like he may be furriated before it was over and done with. <laughs> he's gonna convert over. Yeah, I know, right? Um kind of like an infection, I guess. I don't it smelled it's like contagious. An yeah. Exactly. I'm not gonna repeat that, David. Um so what what is you know, we've talked about kids, we've talked about family. Mm-hmm. What do you hope to leave behind? <clears throat> More successful shop owners. Really. I mean, obviously outside of my personal uh, things that you just talked about, but yeah, just yeah. more successful shop owners because if you can help by making them more efficient, giving them back more time to go spend either on their business or with their family, um, and obviously money will just fall into place there as well. Um, but then that, you know, you have a higher caliber shop, these multi shops who run our platform, you know, they're not, they don't have just one or two locations. They're now buying four five, six, seven yeah. plus locations. So, <clears throat> you know, just helping them achieve whatever goals they have and making that possible with our system would be phenomenal. What's the one piece of advice, right? <laughs> the mighty Mo gives her one piece of advice. You, you see... <laughs> You see <clears throat> shop owners all over the place. Mm-hmm. You talk to shop owners all the time. You you uh, go to all these events. Mm-hmm. What What is the one thing that you see from the outside looking in? You're in a different world. You're in a different perspective. You're not a shop owner. That's right. And yet you talk to us all the time. Yes. You hear what we say. There's got to be a reoccurring theme that comes into your mind saying, man, I wish they wouldn't do that or I wish they would do this. Yeah. So I actually, before I got into the auto industry, I came from uh, the medical field. Okay. And we definitely have two different worlds. Um, Obviously, doctors versus shop owners. I We're much smarter. <laughs> I actually prefer Easier shop owners for sure because y'all are much more humble. You're open to having a conversation. We're on the same e- even if it's a guy who has a hundred locations, he's, you know, he's he doesn't feel like or at least project that he's better than me or, right. you know, that he's on a different level. Yeah. Right. Um but Coming from another industry, I find that from from a technological uh, perspective, you know, really kind of the the auto industry is way back when, and yeah. we need to bring that to today's age, right? But a lot of shop owners really aren't open minded. They are yeah. are used to things happening for God knows how many years in one way. And they want everything to continue that way. But they know that it's not working. But then you tell them you're going to do something differently to give them different results, better results, right? right? And they're very close-minded. They want it to work the old way. Well, if you want different results, if you want better results, we have to do it different. Absolutely. If we don't do it different, we're not evolving and we're not going to meet cars, self-driving cars or all of these different types of Yep. changes that are happening in the industry, we're not going to be able to to meet those those um 
evolutions, right? How, how many seasoned shop owners does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know. Change? What's that? I don't know, right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so I, I made a video a while back mm -hmm. that if you don't like the results you're getting and you continue to do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And, and and you know, I, I, I told a little bit of this yesterday. Um, and it, there came a time when Alex, my wife, looked at me and she said, you need to shut or get off the pot. You need to make a decision. I'd been working with Rick for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and Rick kept saying to me, if you think you're going to get different results doing the same thing you've been doing, right, let's try my way. Let's try something different because it's not working. If it was going to work, it would have already That's right. worked. That's right. That's let's, exactly let's, right. Let's jump, you know, and, and I, I mentioned this yesterday. And I'll see if I can find the video. Maybe David will look it up for us. Um, I mentioned a video where Steve Harvey's talking about that. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the fact that if you don't jump, your parachute's never going to have wind in it. Right. right. And so, like, if you want to sail, if you want to take off, if you want to go somewhere, it takes action. It takes movement first. It can't start with somebody else coming in and doing it for you or some magical event. Hope is not a course of action. No. Exactly. It, no. It takes action. You must do something. You must move. That's right. Right. And and that movement can be terrifying. Oh, yeah. That movement can be, I'm going to run off my clients. Everything's going to fall apart. The shop's going to come apart. My employees could quit. You know what? At the end of the day, if it does, it does, it does. Who cares? And that right? might be the biggest blessing, right? Yeah. Maybe those folks were holding <laughs> yes. you back. Maybe they yep. were the reason why you're stuck in the rut and looking for something new, yep. right? You don't look – let's just say someone's using an old system, you know, Mitchell, Aura, Rider, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. You don't – look for a new shop management system because you want all of the same functionality as those systems, right? You're looking because you yeah. need something new and different and you need it, frankly, to give you something that it's not already been giving you or you wouldn't be interested in looking at something else. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I got to give y'all props because y'all will straight up say this isn't for you. <laughs> yes. I've heard you say that before. Did you hear me say it yesterday? No, I didn't. I wasn't there. <laughs> but I mean, I've heard you say that. Yes. This isn't for you. This or maybe not right now. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Carolyn, listen, don't don't you go getting mad at me for saying that or her for saying that. To um, It wasn't like that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's important to say that. Yeah. I think it's important to say that because you you've got to be supporting the client who it is a good fit for. Yes. You've got to be supporting a client who really needs that offering. Yes. Right? And if it's not a good fit for them, come hell or high water, it's not a good fit for them. No, you can't right? you can't fit a square block right. in a round hole. You just can't do it. It's never going to work. So why spend don't look at him thinking that he's been doing this. Have you been doing that? Have you yes. Oh yeah, I will. I'll make it. I'll make it fit. But, but it's, it's not going to be pretty when it's exactly, done. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's bad. So yeah, okay. so there's there's no point in anyone forcing it, right? Yeah. You just got to be honest. Honesty is the key. Yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing? You know, you go to all these shows. Are you seeing an influx of younger people at the shows? An influx of younger people in the industry? Are you seeing a shift? Uh, yes. Um, certain shows, there's younger, uh, a younger crowd and in other shows, there's, you know, an older crowd and it's very much separated. Uh, I love when I see both because then they right. can collaborate and they can, you know, meet head to head and the, the older guy, here's the, you know, guy who's driven and young and he hasn't been putting 20 years into it. And so he's coming fresh with yes. new ideas. And then that guy can, can learn. He can pull some of those things in and then that gets them excited to keep yes. going. Right. So I really love to see both, but I think it's, it's very much. You have the younger crowds, you have the older crowds, but it's very rare that you see the two coming together. Right, right. And I, I, I think you're exactly right. And I think that that those years and years of experience mixed with that new, young dedication, willingness, you know, and, and Michael Byers is a good friend of mine. He's from Asheville. And, you know, he, he basically said this morning, did you see that post in ASOG he made? 
He'd owned a shop for he'd owned a shop for fifty years. He's been a shop owner for fifty years. That's and some experience yeah, right there. <laughs> exactly. And I, we were in a meeting the other night, and and you know it can come off as an insult, but one of the things I said to Michael was, is I said, look, I said when I say something and I look at you on on that Zoom meeting, and I can see you shaking your head like, what is this dumbass doing? You know what I mean? Like I recognize he's been there, done that, and like mm-hmm. I'll I'll mention a problem I have, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this has got me stressed out. And he's like, what? I didn't even know that was a problem. Like, that's is that even a thing? You know, and I say all the time when I started coaching with Rick, all of these problems that I thought I had, we never worked on one of them because they weren't actually the problem. Yeah. They right? Were, they were just fo- a very you good were, point. You were just looking at it at that, focusing yeah, on it at the time. Yeah, that was the really thing wasn't. I was seeing. Yeah. And so a, an older shop owner that's been there, done that, was, you know, they've got this 30,000-foot perspective. Yep. They can see you from a whole different level. And and what's sad is you got so many young owners who say, oh, I already know what I'm doing. I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> or you've got the older guy who says, this young whippersnapper, he's never going to make it. I'm not going to help him. You know, and we've said this before, competition. We can't have competition between us. We've got big competition coming. We've got technology coming. We've got labor shortage coming. We've got big challenges. Yeah. We can't afford to be infighting. <clears throat> we've got to think about the next five to 10 years, mm-hmm. right? We're out of time for this infighting crap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's I tell my work. team all the time, the only way you get better is to work with, you know, your coworkers. So, yeah. because every single one of them has a unique strength yep. and you have your own unique strength. Yep. And the only way you grow is by learning what other people can do well, because then you can learn from that and you can make yeah. that your strength or at least improve on that skill. Exactly. Dispatch the strengths. Mm -hmm. So it's nice when you can come together with other shop owners because you may be good in marketing. He may be good in managing people. You have somebody else who's good in sales. The three of your, your perspectives can really help each one of you improve Mm -hmm. and do better across the board. Exactly. Mighty Mo, how can they get in touch with you? (laughs) You can email me at Monique at shop dashware.com. You could give me a call. My number is 720-625-0717 and I can get you in touch with my team so we can show you how how Shopware can can help out the shop. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the become a patron now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax-deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. 
Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.